Welcome to Leader Mix FM and welcome to Be a Leader, the show where we try to dissect the lives of individuals, both dead and alive. Uh, and we, we try to understand some leadership lessons that we can garner from these individuals. And today we're going to talk about Oprah Winfrey, the queen of TV. What can we learn from Oprah Winfrey? And you know, one great quote I think that she once said is, I think time is not put to best use, focusing on where we haven't been, what we need to do. My thing is, just do it. You want to see changes, then get out there and make those changes yourself. And this sort of epitomizes this lady, the queen of TV, Oprah Winfrey. Honestly, if there was ever a Rex to riches story that stands as a testament to the fact that bold leadership can achieve great things, then this story of a little black girl born in the southern state of Mississippi epitomizes it all. This little girl would not only grow up to be one of the finest women entrepreneurs in the world, she'd also go on to redefine many aspects of TV and become the queen of the talk show world. Born in 1954 into a relatively rural life in poverty in the town of, uh, you know, small little town uh, in Mississippi. And she was raised by her grandmother till the age of about six. Now her grandmother was so poor, uh, it is said that Oprah would attend schools wearing dresses made from potato sacks. I mean, that's how poor um, Oprah was. Now later, she went on to live with her father in Nashville, um, Tennessee, and, and, and it was at this time that she was raped several times from the age of about nine and by various members of her own family. Uh, at the age of 14, she actually gave birth to a son as a result of her sexual abuse. Um, unfortunately, this baby died soon after because of a premature birth. So, so this is kind of the life that Oprah grew in. Poverty, um, ab abuse, uh, sexual abuse, you know, had a father who, who, who really wasn't really a good father to her. Now, at the age of 18, uh, Oprah actually won the Miss Black Tennessee beauty pageant. And while she was in high school, um, she was actually hired by a local radio station as a part-time newsreader. And, and this sort of uh, role, you know, as a local newsreader and, and a part-time uh, radio person, um, kind of inspired her to, to, at the age of 19, to actually drop out of college and to take on a new role as Nashville's WLAC-TV news anchorwoman. You know, some say uh, this is a lucky break in her life, but she was taken on as a news co-anchor at Baltimore's uh, uh, WJZ-TV. Now, as fate would have it, um, Oprah's emotional delivery ran against the grain of the standard, you know, program. And so she was transferred in 1978 to the daytime chat show, People Are Talking. Now, after six years of honing her skills there, she then moved to Chicago, right? So she was, she, she, she moved off to Chicago and in 1984, the morning show AM Chicago was subsequently renamed the Oprah Winfrey Show, which quickly became America's number one nationally syndicated talk show. Now that was a very lucky break for Oprah, something that almost happened by chance when a producer at Baltimore sent a montage of a number of you know, his crew to a few radio stations and a few TV stations in Chicago and Oprah happened in this montage. Uh, at, at one point, you know, she, she stated you know, in, in terms of her uh, opinion, she said, I feel that luck is preparation meeting opportunity. And I think that's, that's classic Oprah, right? I mean, she was always prepared and always ready for that lucky break because when that break did come, you know, when she got that opportunity to move to Chicago and have AM Chicago, she not only took that break, she made it a huge success. I mean, that show, uh, it ran for 25 years and it transformed chat show as we know it. That whole chat show platform uh, became a lot more personal. The new format that we are seeing today 
a lot of it is due to what Oprah Winfrey did in driving that, that whole new format of doing a personalized, uh, empathetic, very, very emotional talk shows as we see it today. You know, it's even said that her style influenced the public when it came to politics. You know, as many people demanded prospective representatives to be much more open, candid, and to show more of their human side. So, so Oprah played a huge role in transforming talk TV as we know it. Now, when her show ended in 2011, Oprah actually launched her own TV network, the Oprah Winfrey Network, OWN. Now, by, by, by this point, she was pretty influential, you know, a pretty influential figure in American culture. Um, and, and that term, you know, and there's this term that comes up, the Oprah effect, has been coined to recognise the effect that appearing in an opera show or being endorsed by her can have on you as an individual, a business, or even an idea. And, you know, even during Barack Obama's inaugural presidential campaign, it has been estimated that the Oprah effect brought close to 1 million votes to Obama's first successful run for the White House. So Oprah has a huge effect. Uh, the things she says and she endorses uh, has this significant effect on people. And, you know, coming from a background where the odds were really heavily stacked against her, Oprah successfully built quite an influential media empire, becoming North America's first black multi-billionaire. And she has used her profile to raise awareness to numerous charities, causes and social initiatives. She's also an Oscar-nominated actress, right? I mean, in her role uh, as Sophia in The Color Purple. This was in 85. And, and she starred in a number of critically acclaimed films, including Selma and also the TV film The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Here's a little bit about back, uh, background about Oprah. And, you know, as we, as we look through her life, you know, there's, there's a lot of interesting things that we can take off her. I think one of the key traits possessed by Oprah is her willingness to be bold and to take risks. To be bold, you know, to be able to overcome one fear is, is huge because fear cripples. I have this quote from Oprah and this is what she has to say about fear. The thing you fear most has no power. Your fear of it is what has the power. Facing the truth really will set you free. And I think many, many people live their lives being afraid of failure. Um, and, and this cripples them. And, and, and I think Oprah has a point to make that the thing you fear most actually has no power. The power is being fearful of it. And when we are fearful of something is when that power takes over your power that you have. And I think Oprah lived her life as though failure was afraid of her. There, there was this famous guy, uh, Paul Bronson, who also writes on LeroyMix.com. And, and, and Paul wrote about the habits of billionaires. And, you know, after he had spent time with uh, uh, a number of billionaires, including Oprah. And, and this is what he wrote specifically about Oprah. What intrigues me about uh, Oprah was that even at her high financial status and success level, she still, and, and she and others, you know, who are billionaires, they still possess a willingness to risk their most precious assets, which is their name and their legacy, on new and bolder projects. If you're not willing to take risks, you're not making moves. And, and I think this is Oprah as we know it. You know, she had this successful run, but then she was willing to become an entrepreneur to start up OWN, you know, the Oprah Winfrey Network, to be able to take risks on bold new projects. And I think her show, always willing to try new things, always willing to be innovative, always not being afraid that I would risk my name, my reputation on trying something new. Because that's, that's the problem with being innovative, right? Because your reputation, after you've successfully become someone of repute, um, you, you risk it by taking that risk. You know, Oprah herself actually believed risky situations 
are also significant opportunities. Here's what she says, I believe that one of life's greatest risks is never daring to risk. She also believed that failure should be heralded and talked about. She took a lot of her own advice, including, you know, things like, think like a queen. A queen is not afraid to fail. Failure is another stepping stone to greatness. Now this thinking, I think, enabled her to bounce back from multiple failures, including her initial rejection she received in her early days, and the failure of shows like Brewster Place. So one great advice before we, we take a quick break that she gives is this, nobody's journey is seamless or smooth. We all stumble. We all have setbacks. It's just life's way of saying, time to change course. Do the one thing you think you cannot do. Fail at it. Try again. Do better the second time. The only people who never tumble are those who never mount the high wire. We're going to take a quick break right now. We'll be right back here with our second segment of Be A Leader with Oprah Winfrey in a short while. Ever wondered what leadership is all about? Is it developed over time? Or are people just born with it? We believe there is a science behind leadership and we want to help you understand it. Take this journey with us as we hear from renowned leaders from all over the world over our range of shows tackling key spaces in different industries today. Leadernomics, the science of building leaders. Welcome back to Be A Leader. And today we are talking about Oprah Winfrey. We are dissecting her life and trying to learn some leadership lessons from her. And one of the things we talked about early on in the first segment was how Oprah was not afraid of trying new things, to be bold, to take risks. And it's one of the big key traits of leaders, that leaders are not afraid of setbacks, that they know that they're going to stumble. It's just the way of life. But to be able to take it up, to chin it and to be able to go forward and to think like a queen and not be afraid to try something new was a key part of Oprah Winfrey's success. We're going to talk about a couple more leadership insights that we can gather from her life. But Oprah lived a very tough life. Oprah, um, you know, came from a very tough background, having been abused by her family, you know, especially her father, uh, and, and going through a lot of setbacks, including a number of failures in her initial, uh, you know, foray into TV and, and into, into being a host of a, a TV show. But one of the things I think that makes Oprah truly different is that Oprah was able to drive change. And I think one of the things that, that Oprah truly believed is that if we truly want to make changes, be it for ourselves or for the world, then we shouldn't wonder or talk about it. You know, I, I started this session by talking about a quote that he said, look, you want to see changes? Then get out there and make those changes yourself. So this is something that Oprah truly believed. And I think many leaders, right? There are a lot of folks have great ideas. They talk about these great ideas, but they don't make it happen. And great leaders like Oprah and great entrepreneurs, they make things happen. Right? If, and I think if there's one thing that categorizes the pioneering leadership of Oprah Winfrey, it's an absolute willingness to be bold, to go after whatever she wants, to manifest her, uh, her vision, to make it happen however long it takes. And I think making it happen is, is huge because a lot of people, and, and there are a lot of young people, I got this great idea, I want to do this, I want to change the world but they're not willing to make it happen. Making it, making it happen is painful. Making it happen requires sacrifice. Making it happen requires you to put aside all other things, to be focused, to have crystal clarity on this is what I need to do and be absolutely resolute about achieving it. 
and not having any distractions, but totally focused on getting that. And I think that's one of the big lessons that we can learn from Oprah is that the ability to drive change by doing it, by making it happen, is something that we can take to heart from the life of Oprah Winfrey. Now, another, another big lesson I think uh, from Oprah is this whole ability to be optimistic. At, at the 2018 Golden Globes Award, Oprah Winfrey, entrepreneur, actor, humanitarian and author, was actually the awarded the Cecil B. DeMille Award for Outstanding Contributions to Entertainment. Her powerful acceptance speech was packed full of poignant calls to action for all of us to help create a better world of equality of opportunity, understanding, fairness, compassion, and humanity. Now, as a self-made multi-billionaire who grew up through a life of poverty, Oprah reminded us that we are in control of our own destinies, that our lives are shaped by the choices we make and how we choose to move forward in the face of adversity. Right? And, and one of the things in her Captain Ming speech which she pointed out was this whole power of resilience, right? Saying, I've interviewed and portrayed people who've withstood some of the ugliest things life can throw at you. But the one quality all of them seem to share is an ability to maintain hope for a brighter morning, even during our darkest nights. As we think about resilience, right? All great leaders have this quality of resilience to be able to understand that life is challenging and if I were to progress, I need to be resilient. You know, in Malay, in, in Bahasa Malaysia, one of the words we use for resilient is tahan, the ability to withstand pain, the ability to, to, to be resilient, to, to just hold forward. And, and I know that many young people, the moment there's pain, or a minimal threshold of pain is reached, the ability to withstand that pain and the ability to push forward in spite of that pain is sometimes diminished. But for us to elevate ourselves from good leaders to great leaders, we need to embrace resilience. We need to be resilient. We need to understand the ability to withstand pain, to withstand rejection, to withstand all these different things and be able to progress forward in spite of all these obstacles is what makes a great leader. One of the reasons I enjoy watching Oprah is her optimism. I think great leaders are optimists. They believe that we can do better. I mean, we enjoy knowing that others have this optimism. Nobody wants to follow a pessimist. Um, these great leaders, they believe there is a higher calling. They believe they're in hope. They believe there is hope. And, and that inspires everyone around them to do better, to be better, and to keep pushing forward. Oprah displayed this optimism and it helped her to bounce back constantly. And I think the big question to us is, are we optimistic? And optimism is something that we learn. It's not something that's natural. Oh, I'm an optimistic person and I'm not. I'm a pessimist. I think it's something that we wire our brain. If we start studying neuroscience and understanding this, you know, a lot of the wiring of our brain happens when we are young. But we can rewire our brain. We can rewire our brain to be optimistic, to believe there is a better version of us, to believe that there is a higher calling, to believe there is hope. There is always hope. There is always some form of a better tomorrow that awaits us. If we can do what Oprah has done, if we can not fear failure, if we can be unafraid of change, if we can do more than we talk, if we can be resilient in times of pain and despair, if we can push forward relentlessly, if we can keep smiling and be optimistic and know that there is a better future ahead of us, if we keep building, if we keep pushing, if we keep surging forward instead of taking steps backwards, we can build this better future for us, 
for our community, for our nation, and for the world. Now, Oprah really believed this. And I know we can too. I know we can believe this and we can do this. And like Oprah, I think we can work to make better versions of ourselves each day and to keep spreading the joy of hope, the joy of belief, the joy of being better, the joy of a higher calling to not just ourselves, but to everyone around us. I, I learned a lot from just exploring the life of Oprah. I hope you too have. And I hope you take forward this message that you too must build a better tomorrow that there is a better version of yourself. Yes, there's going to be obstacles. Yes, there's going to be mountains. Yes, unfortunately, we all don't come from perfect backgrounds. We've had a lot to grapple with. We've had lots of challenges in our lives. But that doesn't mean that we cannot go forward like Oprah. Put aside all that, but know there's a better version of us out there. And know that we can make a better tomorrow for us and also for the legions, for the millions of people in this world. Go out there. Be a leader. Be a better version of ourselves. Make a difference in this world. Go and change the communities from hate-based to love-based. Make this world a better place. Don't just say you want to do it. Do it. Be a leader. Be like Oprah Winfrey. You've been listening to Leadernomics FM, the science of building leaders.